Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. All right, you're watching Get Real Wealthy. Here we go. We're going to be talking about the renovation side of things in the buy, renovate, refinance, and rent strategy. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, go listen to the last two episodes and you'll be a lot better prepared than listening to this podcast by itself, okay? So we're talking about buy, renovate, refinance, and rent. It is really important to keep your costs in line. The best way to identify how well this strategy is going to work is add your whatever you're buying the property for, all your buying costs, all your renovation costs, add them together, and subtract the after repair value from that uh, those two costs. If you can identify the after repair value of the property, subtract those other two numbers, that spread that you're going to get is what is going to reduce from your 20% down payment, okay? Keep that in mind. It's making sure you have that, that renovation cost in mind. Now, keeping those costs down can be a challenge, but you also want to remember that you're trying to get the highest appraised value uh, as possible. And to do that may not mean that you have high-end finishes. It may mean that you make changes to a property in order to bring it to its highest and best use. And highest and best use can mean a whole bunch of different things. But to me, what it means is looking at a property, seeing what it is now, and seeing what it could be in the future after you've added some renovations to it, after you've solved the problem, after you've added a, you know, an addition to it, or added a suite to it, whatever it is that makes the most sense to give the most value lift to the property. So for example, what often happens is, uh, and what's happened in the past is, you know, you find a, a single family home that works great as a single family home. Let's say it's worth $600,000 as is, okay, market price. You put in $80,000 into it as, a, you know, what it costs you to put a basement suite in. Maybe it costs you more like 120000 in your area. So it's going to depend on where it is that you're buying it. So let's say it's $80,000. So you bought it for... $600,000, you have added $80,000 into it, and now the property is worth $800,000, let's say. So that spread now between what you bought it for, the renovation costs that you've put into it, and the after repair value, that extra $120,000, comes off the overall investment that you have in that project. And that can really reduce your overall cost. So instead of buying that finished product at $800,000, which would mean, let's say, let's just keep the number simple, 20% down, which would mean that you have $160,000 into that project. Instead, you, you know, you've done all this work and you get $120,000 back. That means you only have $40,000 left into that project. And if that property at $800,000 cash flows four or $500 a month, you've got an amazing yield on that asset. You know, you're making $400 to $500 a month with a $40,000 investment. That's gonna be a huge yield over time that's gonna grow. So that's what you, you want to do with your renovation. Now, 
to keep your construction costs on budget. Sometimes you end up buying a property and you need to be able to identify what your renovation costs are because you don't have the expertise to do it yourself. So at the time of doing your inspections of the property, what I would also ask you to do is talk to a realtor or whoever you're inspecting the property. If you're going yourself, just let the owner know that you're also bringing a contractor in to have a look. And you're going to get those contractors, perhaps two or three contractors during the inspection process to come in, get some quotes on the property, what it would cost to do the renovation that you think should be done, which is, you know, let's say it's adding a suite or adding an addition that adds an additional unit. What you're always trying to do is see how you can increase the income that's going to be coming from that asset. And that's why accessory apartments or accessory dwelling units that are maybe in the yard can add a, a lot of value to a building. You're always trying to bring it to its highest and best use. Sometimes you have a single family home and the, the property is actually zoned for like a triplex. That means that you can add two more units onto the property. You may have to call a planner in. At the time of going through your due diligence process, you're probably going to want to have a planner in. And you're also going to want to have some contractors through to get some quotes. I always suggest that you have a general contractor, especially if you're doing it for the first time, to handle all the day-to-day -day stuff. But you go in every week and make sure you understand the entire process and then you can always take it on yourself on the next project. I never suggest people go and do all the general contracting yourself. You're going to end up having another job and it's going to end up taking you a lot more time and cost you a lot more money than just having a general contractor doing something big for the first time. If you have somebody in, on your team that has experience already in that, then perhaps it'll make it a lot easier for you and you could, you could attempt doing a, a project like that yourself. But keep that in mind. I suggest going with a general contractor whether, rather than being like the contractor yourself. Perhaps you could just subcontract out some of the parts of the, of the job Maybe, you know, find a good drywall or maybe a good mutter, something like that. And then, you know, subcontract those pieces if you want. But uh, I wouldn't suggest you doing the whole thing yourself, especially on the first one. Uh, there are some great books on the topic of this. I'm going to suggest them in the links in the show notes so you can take a look at that. The other thing that I want to give you a tip on here is um, it can be very challenging dealing with various municipalities and building inspectors in general. Some of them have some really good attitudes that are like they want to make sure that it goes well and goes quickly and that you're doing it to code. And other ones, they just seem like they have God complexes. So <laughs> just, I have, I've had different ones at different times and just seems all over the over the map but just remember you're you're building to a building code and that's what you want to adhere to as best as possible all right those are a few tips for you on the renovation process those books if you can uh, pick up them they'll help you on the renovation side of things and listen out for the next episode where we talk about the refinance process i'm going to share some apps that i think will be helpful as well as uh, some other tips that are uh, part of that refinancing process and if you haven't subscribed make sure you go to getrealwealthy.com and subscribe and we'll see you on the next episode have a great one make sure to check out getrealwealthy.com until next time, I'm Quentin D'Souza. Get out there and take action.
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to GetRealWealthy.com.